welcome to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the go-to podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends, as well as to help you encourage others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, for our podcast last week, we took a glimpse all the way back to the early days of Hudson Taylor before he ever set foot in China to see what all was going on in his mind as a teenager as he was constantly thinking on how to best prepare himself to be a missionary to the Chinese. We specifically got to talk about a time in his life when he was convinced that he needed to learn to trust the Lord to answer prayer before leaving for China if he was ever going to succeed as a missionary. He put his faith to the test and began to wonder if he had done the right thing once he ran up on some financial trouble, and he was begging the Lord to intervene. I challenge everyone listening in to go back and listen to that episode, if you haven't already, to hear how young Hudson challenged himself to depend on God even before leaving for the mission. Remember, to never miss an episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast, go ahead and subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. We're on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and so much more. Head on over to visionforchina.org slash podcast. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T for a complete directory of where you can find us. Subscribing will allow you to receive notifications each Monday morning as new episodes drop. If you like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave us a review or comment as well. By the way, thank you to those who have already left ratings and comments there for us. It's really a huge help as far as getting the word out there about the need for the gospel and opportunities to preach Jesus Christ in China. The more interaction the podcast gets on these channels, the more likely the apps are to recommend it to others. And of course, if you're an overachiever and want to go the extra mile, go ahead and share the broadcast on social media or maybe send a personal email to that person you know who is teaching English in China currently or that friend considering missions. We with Vision for China are begging the Lord to raise up more preachers to go to China with the gospel. And we want to get the word out that there are, in fact, opportunities to serve the Lord in this awesome country. Sending someone a quick link to this podcast might just be the first time they've heard that there is actually a path to full-time preaching ministry in China. It may be that they've never heard of all the opportunities to make Jesus known through preaching and serving Him there in the Middle Kingdom. So go ahead and share with them. They'll probably thank you for it. Well, today we'll be sharing a pretty unique story that my wife and I were privileged to hear straight from the source a couple of times a few years back. The pastor who baptized my wife is probably now in his 80s, but he likes to tell the story of when he was training for ministry back in the 1960s. In 1960s China, when many of the believers were up against much persecution. The story, as you'll hear it here on the podcast today, isn't exact, but it's still largely based on his experience visiting a spiritual father in the faith who, at the time, was in prison. It's pretty amazing to think just how differently they lived their Christian life when compared with how we do in America today. So stick around. We'll jump into this captivating story just after our Chinese region of the week. Our region for this week is the province province of Hunan. Hunan is located in southern China and is home to around 68 million people. In other words, 
Hunan province's population is equivalent to all of the United Kingdom. That's England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland combined. The people of Hunan need preachers who will bring the hope of Jesus Christ to them. Hunan province is actually the seventh most populous province in all of China. Hunan is the birthplace of Mao Zedong, the founding father of the People's Republic of China. The capital city of Hunan province is Changsha. This city has a population of over 7 million million people. Liaoyang Fireworks is located in the city of Changsha and is a major maker of fireworks all over the world. Hunan province is known as one of the most beautiful provinces of all of China. It has many beautiful mountains, rivers, and streams. The people that live in Hunan province, though they be surrounded by the beauty of creation on all sides, desperately need to know the Creator, the Lord Jesus Christ. The majority of the people that live here either believe in no God or would adhere to Buddhism or are involved in some sort of ancestor worship. Pray for the people in Hunan province to come to know Jesus Christ. Hunan is another great place in China with endless opportunities to serve the Lord and preach the gospel. Friends, as I reiterate every episode, there are countless opportunities to come to China and preach Christ. There are so many here who haven't even heard his name, much less anything else about him. Brother, you might be praying about serving Christ on the mission field. You might be considering what he'd have you do with your life. I challenge you to consider giving your life to making Christ famous in China. Give your life to declaring his glory among the people of this great nation. There are millions upon millions of people all throughout the various provinces and regions of China that have yet to hear the gospel. You could be the one to tell them. You could be the one to bring the glad tidings to them. Would you pray for the people of Hunan? Would you pray for them to hear the good news of Jesus Christ before it's too late? Would you pray and ask the Lord to send them preachers who will give their lives to give them the gospel? And brother, why not surrender your life to being that preacher and boldly preaching the gospel of salvation from sin, death, and hell among them? How are they going to hear without one? And not you. Then who? And just who are you here to see? That old man again? <clears throat> I'm here to see Uncle Xu, Zhangbo gulped. Uncle Xu, barked the guard, revealing a flush, his mahjong tiles clattering everywhere. What have you come to see him for this time? The guard was half conversing, half finishing his hand. Yeah, weren't you here just a few weeks back? Scolded the second guard with a semi-disappointed look on his face, obviously realizing he lost his hand. Uh, I've brought him some eggs, stammered Zhangbo, lifting the wicker basket in his hand slightly. Let me see. The guard reached out his hand, snatched the basket, and began looking it over, unwrapping the cloth that concealed its contents. Sure enough, about a dozen eggs could be seen just on the top layer. There was probably at least another dozen beneath. Unless... The guard, now with a pensive look on his face, moved a few of the eggs on top around as though to see if any contraband was found underneath. After a brief inspection, Zhangbo seemed to be in the clear. All right, follow after me, but remember, don't try any funny stuff. Thank you, Lord, 
Zhang Bo prayed with a nervous smirk. Yes, guard, he replied, following the Chinese custom of addressing others by using their position rather than a generic sir or ma'am. Stepping through the threshold, the guard led him down a corridor, past a long row of vertical metal bars which were punctuated every 20 bars or so by a lock. The prison had a smell about it that would keep even the cheeriest of crickets from singing. It was the largest prison in the province and had been utilized by the Japanese during the war to keep POWs. Now it was being used by the Communist Party to hold those that were believed to have previously been in contact with foreigners. Zhang Bo always had mixed feelings about coming. While he detested the vile environment, he loved Pastor Xu and knew Pastor Xu loved his visits. Pastor always seemed encouraged when he came. It was also a good opportunity to see his condition and report back to the church. They did like Zhang Bo's preaching. Pastor Xu had trained him himself, and trained him well, but it still wasn't the same as having Pastor Xu himself with him. He was one of the few remaining preachers who had trained directly under Brother Welton, the foreign missionary that brought the gospel to their town. Ever since Brother Welton died during the Japanese occupation, Pastor Xu had taken up the mantle as pastor of the area. He was beloved by all the church as a spiritual father figure. All right, carry on with it, the guard pushed. Give them what you need to give them so you can be on your way. They had navigated the corridors and finally arrived at Pastor Xu's cell. From the corner of his eye, Zhang Bo noticed other prisoners were coming to the doors of their respective cells to see what was going on. None of them had provisions given them by the prison. It was rather the responsibility of the families and friends of the inmates to bring meals. The prisoners probably were curious to see if someone had brought them anything. Will they rat me out this time? Zhang Bo thought. Have they already? He had made multiple trips at this point, all for the same purpose, and had been successful on each one so far. The trick was to bore the guard into looking away, if only for a second. Uncle Xu, Zhang Bo started, I've brought you some eggs. Zhang Bo was always sure to never address Pastor Xu as pastor while any unbelievers were listening, especially the guards. That would tip them off to the fact that he, Zhang Bo too, was involved in the church. Zhang Bo, have you eaten? Asked Pastor Xu, part nicety, part genuine concern. You see, this is the Chinese way of asking, how are you? Yes, uncle, Zhang Bo replied, the typical, I'm fine. Slowly, removing the cloth from covering the eggs, Zhang Bo began carefully removing the eggs one by one from the basket and handing them one by one through the bars of the cell and into pastor's hands, who would then clasp each in both hands and transfer them to his bowl on the floor in the corner. It was a very tedious and careful process. Pick up, transfer through, set down, first egg. Pick up, transfer through, set down, Second egg. The tension was palpable. They had to get everything just right. Even maintaining a rhythm was important because it would probably bore the guard faster. Pick up, transfer through, set down, third egg. Pick up, transfer through, set down, fourth egg. Zhang Bo and Pastor Xu were taking their time. They were slow, 
They were methodical. They were, well, boring. Taking about 10 seconds for each egg may not sound like a lot of time, but when you have so many, it becomes quite the process. Pick up, transfer through, set down, fifth egg. Pick up, transfer through, set down, sixth egg. Pick up, transfer through, set down, seventh egg. Zhang Bo began peering out of the corner of his eye to see what the guard was up to. He still seemed to be watching on intently. Eighth egg. Ninth egg. Tenth egg. Glancing over a second time, he noticed the guard was still watching, albeit a bit impatiently. Eleventh egg. Twelfth egg. Thirteenth egg. Was he still watching? Zhang Bo wondered. Why doesn't he just turn away already? I'm going to run out of eggs soon. Judging by the look on Pastor's face, he was getting a bit nervous too. Fourteenth egg. Fifteenth egg. Sixteenth egg. Seventeenth egg. Eighteenth egg. There were only half a dozen left. Lord, intervene, prayed Zhang Bo. Pick up, transfer through, set down, 19th egg. Pick up, transfer through, set down, 20th egg. Pick up, transfer through. Hey, I heard you just want to flush, came a voice from the other side of the guard. Zhang Bo paused, mid-transfer, turned his head in the direction of the voice to discover it came from a third guard coming from the other direction down the corridor. The first guard turned to gloat a moment about his recent Mahjong victory. This was Zhang Bo's chance. It's now or never, thought Zhang Bo. Lifting up his arm that was carrying the basket ever so slightly, he reached into his coat with his egg-transferring hand, grabbed the package out of his hidden pocket with lightning speed, and thrust it through the bars at Pastor Xu, who promptly turned and placed it on his bed, covering it up with his pillow. What are you doing down this way for anyway? asked the third guard. I, I'm escorting this visitor to that foreigner sympathizer's cell, the first guard replied, turning back and pointing toward Zhang Bo and Pastor Xu, realizing he had just been distracted for a bit. The rhythm, thankfully, had already continued. Pick up, transfer through, set down, 21st egg. Pick up, transfer through, set down, 22nd egg. Pick up, transfer through, set down, 23rd egg. Pick up, transfer through, set down, final egg. That's all I have for you today, said Zhang Bo. Thank you kindly, Zhang Bo, Pastor Xu replied with a gleam in his eye. The guard began walking down the corridor back toward the entrance. Zhang Bo followed with a sense of relief. Mission accomplished, at least this time. Pastor Xu, waiting until the coast was clear, returned to his bed, lifted up his pillow, and unwrapped the precious parcel. Praise the Lord! It was another copy of Scripture. This time, Acts and Romans. As a tear began rolling down his cheek, he placed it with the other sections of the Scriptures he had collected so far since the beginning of his imprisonment two years ago. He hid them under the excess, unused propaganda flyers he had been brought for hygiene purposes. The guards would never expect to find such contraband there. Laying down on his bed and praying, he was in anxious anticipation of the next hour between guard patrols, 
when he would re-familiarize himself with tales of Paul's boldness and faithfulness while in similar straits. Friend, keep in mind that the story you just heard wouldn't have been possible without the missionary that came to that town years previous with the gospel message. Neither Pastor Xu nor Zhang Bo would have known the Lord without that missionary. The church that they were a part of and pastored would not have existed without that missionary. You see, the only thing that gives them hope in this world is the gospel message of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And that message was brought to them because a missionary came to them. They can have joy even in these dire circumstances because someone, probably as a young man in his home country, decided to give up his own hopes and dreams and pursuits for the sake of heeding the commission of his Lord and Savior and taking the gospel to them. When he embarked from his hometown, wherever that was in the Western world, whether it was England, continental Europe, or the United States, he certainly had never met Pastor Xu, had never met Zhang Bo, had never met perhaps even a Chinese person at all. And yet the Lord had burdened his heart to see Chinese people come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Keep in mind that the people in this story have created a ripple effect that has made a lasting impact even in the life of my own family. Pastor Zhang Bo, some 50 years after the events of this story, pastored me and my wife for a time. He even baptized my wife. His ministry, even through the tough persecution that the believers there in southern China endured, is still ongoing. All of that is because Pastor Xu trained him to preach. And all of that is because Pastor Xu took him under his wing and using the Word of God taught him how to pastor. But where did Pastor Xu learn? Well, he learned from a missionary. Brother, why don't you, like the missionary mentioned in this story, give up your pursuits and ambitions for Christ's? Why not seek first His kingdom and His righteousness? Why not give your life to making Jesus famous in this world by following His orders to teach all nations, baptize them, and teach them to observe all things whatsoever He has commanded you? Which, by the way, is just a fancy way of saying, teaching them the Bible. Why not do so among the millions upon millions of people who have yet to learn of Jesus in China? Think on it, brother. You could be used to see the next pastor's shoes saved and trained for gospel ministry. You could be used to train him to train the next pastor, Zhang Bo. And even if you get driven out of the country after a season, you will have fruit that remains to your account for all eternity. Again, brothers, there are so many wonderful opportunities to preach Jesus and serve Him in China. I plead with you to consider China. I beg you to pray and ask the Lord what He would have you do for Him in China. If you want to take that next step toward China, if you want to learn how to continue on a path toward full-time ministry there, reach out to us with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. You can email us at Info at visionmissions.com. 
info at v-i-s-i-o-n-m-i-s-s-i-o-n-s dot c-o-m or email me personally at austin at reachingchina.org. That's A-U-S-T-I-N at R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. We'd love to talk to you about the next steps you can take towards preaching Jesus in China, whether that next step be Bible training, ministry training, or language and culture training. We'd love to guide you on your path to making Jesus famous in China. Friends, Pastor Xu faced great opposition for his faith and even suffered imprisonment for a season. He counted the cost and was willing to face bi po. Bi po is the way to say persecution in Chinese. Bi po. Brother, are you willing to face bi po for the sake of making Jesus famous? Have you counted the cost? China needs men who are willing to endure be poor and who will teach them the gospel as well as how to themselves endure be poor. The Bible tells us time and again that as Christians we should expect be poor. Are you willing to face and endure be poor for the sake of making Jesus known in China? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode for another Chinese missions history story from the life of Ali Angfa, one of the first ever Chinese converts to Christianity. He actually came to know the Lord in the early 1800s before even Hudson Taylor arrived in China. Be sure to listen in to catch his story. And if you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for the A Thousand Lives broadcast so that you won't miss out on other exciting stories and interviews all centered on preaching Christ in China. Please remember to pray for the province of Hunan this week. The people there need preachers willing to endure Bi Pua, who will go and boldly preach Christ and Him crucified. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. Again, V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, until next time, 再见。